0: everybody welcome to happy hamstrings this is julie brown recording from alabama in the u.s of a so i just wanted to catch you guys up on what's happening just with me i was overwrought with anxiety for a few days and yesterday really didn't help i had to make um between 300 to 400 phone calls in an attempt to get to my unemployment um It's not like no one ever answered. They kept transferring me. And every time they would transfer me, they were hanging up on me or disconnecting me. Whatever you want to call it. After going through this several times. Actually, someone named Destiny hung up on me twice. And I told her, when you transfer me, you're going to hang up on me. And she totally did. Did it anyway. Well, there was an option. After calling all day, there was an option for a callback. Well, the first time they called back, I thought it was spam. Spam. Because it just had the city. So I was like, this is spam and then I called it back and when I called it back it was giving me the Alabama Department of Labor message and then I was like, Oh, I guess that wasn't I guess that wasn't spam. I guess I arranged a call back and then I I thought, Well, I'll just call back tomorrow because yesterday I had been actually not just yesterday, the past three days I had been so stressed out. So yesterday was Monday and I was functioning pretty well all day on like three hours of sleep. I still managed to get a lot of housework done and cleaning, cooking, even though I'd only had like three hours of sleep because I was just so stressed out. I couldn't even sleep. Um, woke up, did all those calls. I can't believe I didn't fall asleep while I was waiting on these, but I wasn't sleepy. Well, for the first time ever, (laughs) we go to bed early to get some sleep and um my husband and I are awakened at eleven eighteen PM That's right. Last night the Alabama Department of Labor returned my call at precisely eleven eighteen PM and they needed all my information and I swear if I had not called that number back that was just like a random Alabama number. <laughs> I probably wouldn't have given my routing number and all this. (laughs) But I had called the number back, so I legitimately was certain that that number, that, I mean, I sat straight up, I was all comfortable giving the information. I sat straight up in my bed and I said, oh, wait, you need my routing number. And then I started tapping through my phone and I was checking that the number that called me was the same number I called out and I was talking to... And you know, I guess anybody could have like a answering machine saying that they're the Department of Labor. Um however, this was directly after the first time I got the call back from that number, it was directly after I'd set up the callback and <laughs> I didn't think it was them. I don't know why, I just didn't think it was them. I get so many spam calls that I hardly ever feel any need to answer my phone. Because every time I answer my phone, it's just a scammer anyway. Because nobody calls anybody anymore. <laughs> so anyway, I think this took about 30 minutes. And finally, I wrote down the phone numbers and he filed my unemployment. And he got everything all set up and I said, I really, really, really appreciate you handling this. I needed to get this done. I was desperate to get this taken care of. I said, however, it is almost midnight and I'm running on three hours of sleep here so I couldn't believe how many questions you guys they asked me so many questions it blew my mind like you wake me up at eleven eighteen, and then you're gonna go through a list of old cars and see which one I drove <laughs> <laughs> what what I mean I realized there's security involved I was just like what anyway um that's handled after being on the phone forever (laughs) I got my I finally got my unemployment filed for this week and uh you know I haven't really mentioned except on the podcast and on my broadcasting channels a lot of people still think that I actually got a phone call the other day from somebody who wanted to purchase a violin because I haven't told many people like everybody's apparently thinking I still work there um and I don't (laughs) I guess after 21 years a lot of people just assume that um I'm just still there because I didn't make a complaint post on Facebook saying I lost my job um the truth is like I was talking about on another episode I had way too many things built up in my imagination obviously we need money to survive and I felt like I was in a bit of a survival situation. Like I need money, I need insurance. And now that I don't work there, I mean, obviously I have less money, but it's not—it's not like a fight or flight situation. It's not a survival situation. I mean, I started picking up more classes than ever during October and November, so I was fine, you know. I, I'm sure that that's going to be really complicated on taxes. that <laughs> I have unemployment and I had, you know, the part-time job because I'm running my own business. And next year, we'll see. Um, tentatively, I'll be teaching belly dancing on Wednesdays. I'm super excited about that. I'll be teaching both yoga and belly dance. And after belly dancing, you know, quite frankly, I do need yoga. I actually am looking forward to the discipline Um, I've been lacking discipline. And yesterday when I realized I was just like a stress bucket, a stress ball, I felt like I was just a bundle made of stress. I forced myself to sit down and meditate for 15 minutes. And I really didn't even I didn't really want to be with myself. I didn't want to sit on that pillow, but I made myself do it because I realized I'm stressed out. I'm dwelling on the past. It's because I'm not slowing down. I'm not taking time for myself even though I'm not working. I'm keeping myself on too much of uh, like I expect so much out of myself. I make lists, like to-do lists in three different formats and they're very long. <laughs> and so I've I've been resetting. I have often heard about people taking time away from work to reset and honestly I worked really, really hard. So I was envious when I would hear about people taking resets, like taking time away from work to reset their life, their mind, their body. And I thought, oh, I could never do that. I don't know why I thought I could never do that. But now, in a sense, I am doing that because in this time between semesters, I'm not having classes to teach. I've scheduled some with prepay only and no one's registered because people are really, because of the virus, obviously they're not getting out as much. Well, the good news is that I'm on the roster for both group fitness and personal training, and at least I'll have the hours of group fitness, and it'll be interesting to see what happens with the personal training, because in January it's typically very busy, and most Januarys I'm turning down clients left and right because I was working full time at the warehouse and I just felt more secure there I guess because I was always able to just quit the warehouse and go into personal training however I had all my benefits there like I had I was paying for my dental I was paying for my vision I was paying for my life insurance I've lost all that um as far as the health insurance goes, I'm very fortunate. My husband's adding me to his. So I felt this like serious attachment to that job for security. And after my yoga training ended, everybody kept saying it would change your life. It would change your life to go through the yoga training and do all the self-study. Well, I realized that, um, I've said this on another episode too. (laughs) I put way too much stock into like job a and job b like i'm not just like just a warehouse worker and i'm not just a yoga teacher and i'm not just a belly dancer like a lot of times people find out i'm a belly dancer and if they love belly dancing which is great maybe that's all i am to them like she's the belly dancer which that's great and fine people have approached me like that like this is my belly dance teacher and i love to hear that on the other hand I feel like I'm more than just like a category of clothing. (laughs) This kind of sounds silly to compare it. But like I'm not just a coat. I'm not just a pair of pants. I'm not just a hat. Like I do all these different things because I enjoy it. I obviously didn't start belly dancing thinking I would ever. I never dreamed in a million years the first day I was belly dancing that I would be helping other people enjoy such activities um I never really thought that I was gonna be a group fitness instructor I never thought I'd be a personal trainer like all these things they were not planned out I thought I was gonna go into like photography or fashion designs I wanted to make clothing which I did get a taste of that with theater costuming theatrical productions and things like that it's just um if you had told like middle school, Julie, you're going to be a personal trainer. I probably would have cracked up and laughed at you. Um, I don't know why I just, I didn't see myself that way. Um, I don't know. I still, I still have a hard time seeing myself as confident as I should be, because I feel like a lot of times it's the stress from the job is the only the expectations that I have of myself which is based on what I think that their expectations are and it's all very silly and a lot of it relates to just the industry I mean you look at fitness magazine covers and frequently they just look like gods and goddesses right like um I'm 44 right (laughs) so my metabolism has hit a few speed bumps (laughs) and I've been trying to be a little bit I've been trying to be more serious about my discipline. Now with the holidays I did have to resist a little bit more. (laughs) I keep getting all these snacks and I'm still eating like little snacks here and there. It's just really a struggle during the holidays (laughs) to be disciplined and I fell off of my counting macros. I've got to get back into that. I guess I guess I just wanted to take a break. When I took a break from teaching from like all of it, like obsessing over macros for a while. Um, I'm not saying I'm not going to go back into that. I just felt like I was overly obsessed. (laughs) And I'm like losing weight easier when I'm not stressed. And the sources of my stress is just different things. A lot of it is me dwelling on the past. Which is exactly why I sat down for 15 minutes yesterday. And that's also exactly why I didn't want to sit down. And you know, I've had people ask like, what if we did yoga without the meditation? Like, and it's not that they're against it. They just, they don't see it as necessary. And when I first started doing yoga, I also felt like I just wanted to do the work. I didn't want to do the mental work, like the meditation work. I just wanted to do like the physical work and then be on with it. And I've had people leave before meditation it's fine if you're not into that um but I've also discovered the more that you don't want to sit still in silence and just be with yourself like the more you need that and actually I'm not gonna do it I was considering just like taking off (laughs) going to the beach for a couple of days I was watching the weather (laughs) I haven't told anybody except you guys I was just contemplating like you know, maybe what I'll do, maybe I'll just pack up all my swimsuits and go to the beach. Well, it's December. There are some places it's slightly warm, but it's not really warm enough in the water. So, Besides that, I don't need to go spending money that I don't have because I'm not really making any money. So, <laughs> I changed my mind about that. And with the virus and everything, i also would be, that would be cynical of me to have said, everybody went to the beach, but me on this podcast. And then right after I say that I go to the beach, I just miss the beach (laughs) y'all. I just miss it a lot. When I go, I'm not one of those that just dips out into the sun for a bit. I swim for like six hours when I get to get in the water. I usually just stay outside as long as I can, as long as it's not raining. I'm in the sunshine. Um, and my, I mean, I haven't been in a few years, so I guess it's been about two years. I'm, no? Yes. August of 2019. It hasn't been that long. It hasn't been two years. So reminiscing, my best friend's in Cancun right now. At least, I think she's still in Cancun right now. Um, Really happy for her that she did that. And, um. Yeah. I think it's okay to travel as long as you're safe, as long as you're not going into crowds, and as long as you're going someplace that's very clean. So um, I'm not against traveling, per se. I'm just saying that as a whole, when I'm going into stores around the community I live in, I'm noticing a lot of uh, carelessness of what we're supposed to be doing. I've also found myself judging myself for the, um, the behavioral during the pandemic. Like I found myself judging others for their behavior. And I've talked about that on here, like the public spitting and all this. So then I find myself wondering, why am I being so judgmental? Like I'm just frustrated is all it is. It's not like I'm trying to judge these folks. I'm very just frustrated that, you know, if we could just come together as a whole and understand things like that's where the lack of knowledge is like the i'm <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to articulate it and i still want to be politically correct i'm just saying like the people who aren't knowledgeable they don't understand why it spreads the way it spreads and it spreads so much it's pretty simple but it seems that they're either denial and in denial of it or just the lack of caring, which, wow, <laughs> lack of caring for the society as a whole. You know, it's not just about you if you're keeping safe. Um, I do believe that I'll be teaching with a mask on again next semester. That's really not up to me. It's not even really up to my gym boss. It's kind of up to the governor. So we shall see what happens there. And like I said, it's going to be interesting as a gym worker to see what happens this January. um, As far as the traffic goes with the traffic flow in the gym. So, yes, um, to summarize, I haven't been traveling. I haven't been studying. I haven't even been practicing that much yoga, maybe once a week. And I felt... Definite um, differences in my attitude from not practicing yoga. I'm just keeping myself too busy with the other things. And when I study these kosha bodies, which one of that's one of the things I'm going to do a podcast on is talking about the kosha bodies. Um, Yeah, emotional stress and mental stress that can lead to physical ailments. So try to avoid stress anywhere you can. Avoid being around people that stress you out. And sometimes that's impossible for us. So just try to make the most of your time. And if you can't avoid completely being around people who stress you out, try to flip your perspective in a way, if that makes sense. Try to flip your perspective to looking at things from the outside Um, like I have a roof over my head, (laughs) the roofers came out again. And maybe this time when it rains, it won't be leaky, (laughs) but I have a roof over my head. Right. Um, I should be grateful. And that's one of the things I guess yoga helps me with because the more I practice yoga and meditation, the easier it is for me to find gratitude because I mean, number one, I'm alive, right? Right. That's the first gift of the day. I woke up, I got up, I got out of bed. I have an opportunity to have a good life today. So that's really up to me, what I make of the day or what I don't make of the day. I have a chance every time I wake up to have a meaningful day. So it's on me. It's not on anybody else around me. Um, And all the self-study and all the sitting at home all year it gave me time to reflect of how my emotions carried me through the years instead of me carrying myself. And then eventually, um, my younger self pushing everyone away from me because I had no control over my emotions. And it's a mess. <laughs> Most people can't handle that kind of thing. So when I start getting a handle on myself, some long-term friends that were there for me, you know, not so much now <laughs> and not really because of virus. I'm not talking like since pandemic. Um I've just learned from years and years of experience that um you will have a few really true friends and then sometimes over the years, you know, things shift for you and the friends. And you know, if friends fall away from you just try to look at it like remembering the times that you had together like remember to focus on all the good times you had with that friend rather than wondering like well why won't this friend talk to me now it doesn't matter anymore I mean if they don't want to talk to you you just let it go let it go just let it all go and um it's one of the things I learned from my yoga training is whatever is for you is for you. And just let it be that way. Um, whatever is not for you, it's not for you. And just let it be that way too. Don't try to force anything. Just let things be. Um, particularly regarding the past. Being in the present moment is one of the main parts of meditation. It's not about... Forgetting. It's more like remembering yourself. You come into that moment where you just sit with yourself. You come into your body. You become aware of yourself. And no matter who I've pushed away or haven't pushed away, there's, you know, only one person that's really going to be with you from beginning to end, and that's you. So I think that what I've learned is the most important thing for me to do is just forgive myself. And it sounds so cliche, right? It's just easier said than done <laughs> to forgive myself for all the mistakes I've made. Um, Moving forward, I've learned that having confidence is key. Like I said, I may be um, in my mid-40s, but I'm still, you know, I'm still hanging tough up there at the college with these young folks. And, you know, I'm still trying to keep up. <laughs> um. I'm going to try to work a lot harder. This is something else I've meditated on. I don't want to fall behind. I want to push myself into the next level and put the extra effort forth to really, really dive in like deep into this personal training and fitness business. So it's a whole new ball game. It's a whole new attitude for me because... Every meal I eat and every exercise I either do or skip, that is going to be the key, right? To which path, what I do, how bad do I want it, and getting fit and getting really, really fit is the only way. Like, it's the only way to be successful in my business is to step up my game and do more cardio, start doing my daily push ups, and just, you know taking it a lot more seriously instead of just the studying end I have to get really really serious about working out and that being said I hope wherever you're at and I hope whoever is listening I hope that you're happy and you're free and you're feeling well and I hope your family's keeping well and safe and no matter what you do if you do yoga or not just take five minutes for yourself today and just be with yourself and make the most of it. Enjoy being with yourself and think about gratitude. Think about people who have helped you through. Focus on three people that have done things for you. And instead of just focusing on that, take some time to think about what can you do for them, like in return for being supportive for you. May you be happy and healed and may you be free. Namaste. More coming soon, and thanks for listening. Um, Don't forget to subscribe if you enjoy this, and I'm going to be bringing you lots more soon since I have more free time, more podcasting than ever. Thanks again. Namaste.